0: Hi, I'm Donjole Abernathy, and you are listening to TV Confidential with host
1: Ed Robertson. We're talking to Jason Draper, Reviews Editor of Record Collector Magazine and the author of Prince, Chaos, Disorder, and Revolution, an authoritative chronicle of the life and career of Prince. Uh, Jason, we, we would be remiss if, if, if we did not ask the question, what led Prince to change his name to an unpronounceable symbol?
0: Well, at the time, Prince said it was a spiritual decision, and his spirit moved him to do it, and he is and always was a very spiritual man in many respects, so I don't doubt that he believed that, certainly, at least to some extent. But also he was in this ridiculous... Hugely escalating battle with Warner Brothers, that fast became ridiculous. Um, where you know Prince wanted to release an album every year, and he was kept throwing new stuff at them, and they wanted to take break. It's by this point, you know, by the early nineties, his sales a sort of slightly diminishing returns a little bit. The Diamonds and Powers was a great success, but mm-hmm. his follow-up, uh, which named after the symbol that he soon took as his own name, uh, was nowhere near the success of Diamonds and Powers And Warner Brothers had been hankering to release a best of. Uh, for ages and Prince kept nixing it and insisting they put out their new album and uh, in the end I kind of think that there was <laughs> it's funny we talk about Prince being savvy earlier yeah. this is one of his sort of it, absolute masterstroke in some respects to change his name to this symbol this sort of uh, the androgyny symbol or the love symbol as it's known um, but I kind of feel that there was something slightly naive in that he figured that Warner Brothers had signed Prince mm-hmm. they hadn't signed Symbol. And so he felt that if he changed his name to the symbol, he would be able to release whatever he wanted, when he wanted, off of his own back without Warner Brothers. And, of course, that wasn't quite the way it played out and it all became very acrimonious and in the end princes demanding that they release a prince album at the same time as they release a cymbal album and which you know see which ones the fans want and which is more successful in the charts and in the end they just had to part ways and it all got incredibly embarrassing when prince started making public appearances with the word slave scored on his face and he started saying things like uh, relating his battle with warner brothers to african-american slavery and the problem is that prince had slightly wrongly trumpeted his hundred million dollar deal with warners that he signed earlier in the decade and it didn't really work out that way and it never would have but prince did the math and prince decided that everyone should know that it's this hundred million dollar deal which makes him more expensive than madonna more expensive than michael jackson so when a few years later he is saying he's changing his name because malcolm x changed his surname prince's real surname is nelson Mm -hmm. He would go on tv saying but I don't know who Nell is, <laughs> is etc. And uh, so, uh, just after a couple of years, after saying he's now worth $100 million, to be able to say, uh, you know, this is the situation and it's just like black slavery, that was when it started to go a little bit awry. And what he really did was fight for artist rights and completely revolutionized the business. And that that's the absolute positive that came out of it. And you now have big bands now like Radiohead breaking from their major labels and selling their music direct to fans and doing everything on their terms. And this is the sort of thing that Prince started. But it became a bit of a PR hash, and a lot of the silliness surrounding it, A, made it very easy to ridicule Prince, and B, made it very difficult at the time to really see the points that he was making. And it's kind of only as time has passed that people realise that, yeah, Prince actually really... Out of all of that, when the dust has settled, Prince actually really changed the business for the future you know, forever.
1: Well, he certainly did, um, and and he not only changed the business; he was one of the first um, musical artists to uh, in in the early two thousands when um, when Napster came along and 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 and, made, and and sort of changed the way you know music is is sold and distributed. You know, Prince. Was, I mean, most 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 artists and certainly most record uh, companies got their backs up against the wall and, and fought it. Prince was one of the first artists to embrace it.
0: Absolutely, and I mean, even before Napster in 1997, he started taking. After this, after his break with Warner Brothers, he took pre-orders for an album called, of album of outtakes called Crystal Ball, and he was savvy enough to take the pre-orders to make sure that he had enough orders to make pressing it up viable. Now, in 1998, he started shipping it out after a number of delays, but that actually makes him the first artist ever to release an entire album through the internet. Mm -hmm. This was all done online. All the pre-orders would go to his website and you order this record. Now, 10 years later, to go back to Radiohead, they were doing it in 2007 with In Rainbows, and they were pressing up the In Rainbows disc box, and uh, they took a load of pre-orders first for that. Now, that's a 10-year gap, and when Radiohead did it, it was held as this great, amazing move when Prince did it, he was so far ahead of his time in the mid-90s that people were just still trying to get their head around the internet at all, let alone start selling things through it. then with Napster, when you have Metallica suing Napster for sharing their music, Prince actually gave Napster his latest single in 2001 and realised that that was the way to get his music to his fans. Yeah. Of course, this begat the NPG music club and he started his own download store and fans could log on and download his music directly from him. And it earned him a Webby Award, Lifetime Achievement Award, uh, in the mid mid noughties. And then, of course, after that, Prince took himself off the Internet.
1: (laughs) Well, you you mentioned Prince was ahead of his time in in so many ways. Uh, He famously declared in 2010 that the Internet is dead. Is is he seeing something that nobody else is seeing or or is he saying that just for effect?
0: I think saying it for a fact i mean it's kind of a weird thing to say. He said that when uh certainly in the u k his album at the time twenty ten was being and the second time he did it over here, giving it away through a newspaper this time it was the uh the mirror and uh you know newspapers are a dying sort of art form at the moment. Unfortunately, Mm -hmm. I I work in the print media myself, so it's kind of a strange time for print journalism. Um, And so for prints to sort of be giving away a free record in a newspaper that is really dying out <laughs> and to say well actually the internet is dead but it's the internet that's killing off the newspaper they're right. using this record through it's all kind of a weird old situation and I think it really is just classic Prince controversy and he's always got something to say and even more recently he's going on tour doing his Welcome to America shows in the States and he's on George Lopez saying people shouldn't cover his songs and uh, you know Prince has always got a great controversy up his sleeve and all he needs to do is turn up and say it and uh And, you know, it it goes around the world immediately, especially, ironically, with the Internet. Who would have known of that statement in some tiny paper? Well, it's not tiny in the U.K., but to the U.S. listeners, this newspaper would be tiny. But Prince said it, and it went out on the Internet. And then everyone knew within minutes, you know?
1: Final question, Jason. What would you like readers to come away with after they read Prince, Chaos, Disorder, and Revolution?
0: Well, I think the main thing is, is that, you know, interestingly, we talk so much about and change his name to the symbol because that's one of the big things that have... It's made it quite easy to ridicule Prince. It's made him a figure of fun. You can tell a lot of jokes about him, certainly at the time. And I think that has really confused people over time. You know, people now, is kind of... Do we still call him Prince? We're literally, UK DJ... Um, was on the radio the other day. I was listening to him at work, and he's saying he mentioned Prince and didn't know if you if went back to calling him Prince or not anymore. And he's become a Jehovah's Witness in recent times. There's a lot of strange and confusing things, and I think that. It's very. It's been very ridicule and very easy to sort of gossip about him. A lot of people have got stories to tell that are kind of non-stories, really. And so I felt that the guy really hadn't got his due. Yes, we know about his great '80s innovations with music, and we know about the pop Rain success. But things like the internet transformation, the artist rights transformation, and completely just revolutionising the business in the '90s—that's really the second half of his. Career is all about business rather than mes- musical res- resolution. Revolution. Sorry, mm. I say that again. It's <laughs> more about business rather than musical revolution. Sure. And uh, I think that what I want the book to do is really tell the story and tell it properly. And it's—I say myself in my introduction—it's not a gossip story. It's not set out to get anyone, anyone's back up. And uh, you know, not, uh, of course, his girlfriends are part of his life, but they're not the be-all and end-all. You know, it's there's such a complex, complicated story out there, and I kind of wanted to just. Really give him his due. I don't think that, you know, how many books are there on Bob Dylan? How many books are there on the Beatles? And there are far fewer books on Prince. And I don't understand why when he has been for his generation as monumentally defining. And I just really felt that it was time that he got his due for these sort of things.
1: This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty Group the community of realtors in the northern bay area of california that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in northern california call 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you be part of our conversation if you like what you hear